watch movie based on video games. Think to yourself, this is kind of strange. Mario is British, Luigi's Latino, and Cuba's played by a goddamn weirdo. Well, that's video games and movie. Video games and movie. Video games and movie. Video Games the Movie, the podcast where we talk about, uh, you know, movies and other media, uh, watchable media based off of video games and such. I'm Blaine J, and with me is Cujo. How's it going? So, what we're uh, reviewing uh, this go-round is, uh, you know, I know it's The Witcher, but I don't know, like, it's subtext. It's like The Witcher something... Darkness Falls or something. Uh, the Witcher, um, Nightmare of the Wolf. Okay, sure. Nightmare of the Wolf. Um, and it's the uh, origin story of, uh, what is it, Vladim? Vladim? Oh, man. I'm going to show that I totally forgot. the. What's his name, Kuja? Uh, Vesemir. Vesemir. Oh, why do I want to say Vladimir? Um, yeah, who is like the Obi-Wan character from the Witcher series. He's the oldest uh, living Witcher in all, all of that series, at least I, I, I believe. Maybe there's someone older than him in the first two. I haven't played those, but as of three, he was the old guy and uh, the one that trained all the remaining few Witchers that are in the world. At least that we know of, in, well, he's... A- he he might not be the oldest one around, but the one for his school, the wolf, um, he definitely is because he's the oldest. One. Obviously, if you watch this movie, you'll know that he's the only one that survives the attack. So that's right. You know, until you just said that, I completely forgot that there were other schools. And geez, do you come across any in the in the game? Because I don't remember. I, I just remember the wolf bros. You know. Oh yeah, in the game you come across all of them. Oh yeah, okay. I, I don't remember them at all. It's been that long since we've played it. it uh, it's probably warranting a, a replay sometime relatively soon. That game is an absolute masterpiece. And I almost bought uh, The Witcher 2 for 360 here like a month ago or so and talked myself out of it just because everyone says it's trash comparatively. So I know, but... I don't know. I don't think it's trash. I think it's uh, you're thinking Witcher one, the first one. I don't know. I, the, the, what I've heard is both of them are really bad. So well, almost I can't really say comparatively. I mean, I played two, but I played it when it first came out. So I mean, that's right. a long time ago, uh, and I liked it then. Like I was, I mean, honestly, I played the first Witcher on PC before Witcher two came out. Like that's how fucking old I am. <laughs> Well, and I'm older than that, so, yeah. I, yeah. I, played, I did play The Witcher when it first came out, but I remember playing it, like, some summer after college or, like, in college. I don't remember. Sometime when I was young, and uh, I remember really liking it, like, like the story, you know? I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, See, that's what I would think would grab you more than anything, and that's what, uh, certainly what kept me going in The Witcher 3. I mean, the gameplay is fine, but the uh, it was the story that kept you going, you know? It's like... And everything like that, and like... Yeah. Um, bef- and then when I saw Witcher 2 was coming out, like it, it was one of the only reasons that, and Mass Effect, I think, was the only reasons I bought an Xbox 360, 
Because at mm. the time, it was, like, exclusive to that. At the time, yeah. Um, and I, I remember loving the game, so, but this, but the third one was, I mean, we've talked about it a couple times on different, various podcasts. Um, yeah, you you and I did a full podcast on it, on, uh, is it worth it? And I think you guys did one over there at the RPG show, too, didn't you? No, we did not. Oh, I thought, thought you did. I thought that... Or you were going to, and then what Travis didn't want to, or something. He never finished it, so it's like yeah. I mean, we were, we we went over it when it was fresh when we both like on like on your show, like we definitely yeah. So like now, if I try to review it, it's like I don't want to play it again either. <laughs> like that game, like sucks you in. It's like a month long game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's just it. If I were to start playing again now, I would probably not stop until I was you know finished basically and um it's like 20 hours and it's yeah hours. and i still haven't played all those yet like yes. i i've heard that some of those are better than uh the stories within the you know actual game so but we're say, not ta- talking about that though well, well, <laughs> i would say just to kind of finish the the thought the that um the DLC where uh, you kind of go and build your own house and there's like gives you a more kind of happier ending than the, mm. than the original game kind of gives you like three things that could happen and okay so you can kind of settle down and like kind of basically retire in the last DLC which kind of <clears throat> I don't know if that's canon or not but it made me like it felt good after like all the other as much time as I put into that game. I probably put in two or three hundred hours in that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely. So I, I want to say I put in like one fifty or something. It's been a while, but uh, yeah, you really dedicate your life to that game. You know, when you do play it, and uh, yeah, I've heard uh, something about like Stone Rose or something like that is the best DLC. I can't remember like. I, I did play parts of one of them because it came with my version, the copy I bought, but I, I didn't get to all of them. Like the like where you go to the other country, where it's kind of like France or whatever, basically. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I did some of that. But, um, but, but yeah, this, this game, or rather, this movie, I guess, because it's an animated film and it's animated like really well is based off uh, Vormir and uh, how he ultimately becomes a witcher. And, um, you know, it, like you said, it's been a while since I watched it. I remember he was like a uh, like a street rat, kind of, wasn't he? And uh, uh, he, he was like a servant, basically. Yeah, his parents were servants, or his family was a servant. And his this girl he is like, friends with was also, her family was part of the servant, and they all, like slept in this like one room with like a million beds so that was kind of interesting um, i mean that's slave quarters effectively but servants quarters i mean it's all the same thing because they weren't like Most... like chained down it's more like they they really didn't have any money to do anything else so yeah it was it was their job but they almost indentured servitude in that they had nowhere else to go uh, they didn't have, you know, any money. They were basically working to get fed and have a place to sleep right. is uh, the kind of feeling you get. And he longed for more. And he and this girl that he was infatuated with that was also a servant uh, dreamed of, like, getting a, a place on the lake together. Mm-hmm. 
or something, right? And uh, he was always kind of saying that, you know, one day he would do this for kind of thing or whatever. And then the mistress, or the, not the mistress, is that what they're called? Uh, The the lady of the house, I guess. She um, was afflicted with this uh, sickness, basically. And he was told to go fetch, like, uh, some kind of root or flower from the local market and was given some money to do so that would help the affliction. Um, but he instead, he and this girl, they used the money to buy like a honey cake and then uh, try and steal the root, but they get caught by a witcher who knows what they're up to and that's like his in to be... Go ahead. I would say they get caught. They kind of like get away from the market and then they think they're safe and the witcher's like, yo, I know what you're doing, so you can either uh, let me save her or I can just rat you in and... Uh, yeah, rat you out. I mean, they they get caught, but he doesn't catch them in so far as like grabs them by the hand and immediately turns them over to authorities. It's more like he lets them get away with the theft of the, uh, the route, but then corners them in an alley and basically says, look, I know that you work for this lady. I'm looking to make some money. Um, you can give her the root, and it'll only cure the symptoms, not the affliction. I can cure the affliction. Um, it, it, you can either lead me to your lord and lady, or I can turn you over to the authorities. And, uh, yeah, so they really didn't have a choice is basically what I'm getting at. So, um, kind of before we go in, uh, more into the story, um, I kind of, uh, I'm not sure if this is canon for the, I think it's canon bit for the, the show, right? Like this is Vesemir, um, for the show, not the game, or is it more, okay. or is it both? I'm not sure. I, I assumed it was both, but I, I really don't know. I, I, my best guess is it's based off the books. So, okay. And then would you say that, um, in your opinion, uh, that Geralt is more like young Vesemir? Like in his you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's why they're, they're, they're kind of explaining why Geralt is the way he is because Vesemir, because like when you, when you meet Vesemir in the game, he's like old, like man, like, like he doesn't, he doesn't try, he, he doesn't seem like a outgoing, like ladies man, you know what I mean? Right, and he's also not, like, super adventurous or snarky or anything like that. He's very stoic and wise and, you know, very unlike the Vesemir that's depicted in this film. The only hint you get of that from Vesemir uh, is in the DLC. There's, like, an old lady that, like, talks about this witcher that she uh, used to sneak in, like, around with or something, and it turns out to be Vesemir. Um, that you can, if he's still alive in the game, oh, spoilers, he dies in the third one, but, um, if he's still alive, he'll, he'll like talk, like he'll talk about it. So, but he like downplays it or whatever. So it's kind of interesting, like, and then this kind of like expands on that. And then you kind of see like how Geralt kind of, kind of, you know, cause he raises him from a little kid. So, um, it's kind of interesting to see to me that's what i took from it. it's like oh they're explaining how Geralt became such the lady man ladies man that he is because that's how vesemir was yeah maybe i i, I saw it more like um you know i don't know if you've lived long enough to like realize that your 
your parents used to be human, you know? It's like when I was growing up, I viewed my parents in a very, uh, like a certain light. You know, you saw them as being much smarter than they really are, much less, uh, you know, outgoing or crazy. Like the thought of my mom, you know, going to like a party where like people were smoking weed or something just would have never entered my mind as a kid. I would have assumed that never happened. And of course it happened, you know, and stuff like that. And it's very much like, you have this idea of old Vesemir, Vesemir rather, where he's like, you know, this wise old guy and everything. But like the truth of the matter is when he was a young man, he was basically a completely different person. Um, and what you see, you know, as an old man is nothing like what he was when he was younger. Much like, you know, now, you know, day Blaine, present day Blaine is, uh, very much like not outgoing or a party goer or anything like that. But I used to, you know, front a band and I, I used to go to these parties and get wildly drunk and high and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, uh, so yeah, you know, like people that knew me from 20 years ago wouldn't believe, you know, that, you know, I'm a homeowner and, you know, <laughs> I've got a kid and I'm married, et cetera, et cetera. Right. right. So it, it's kind of like that to me. Um, and then maybe like Joel, or Gerald rather is uh like going down the same path you can kind of see where he's at in the games he's starting to slow down a bit but um there's all these people that comment on earlier things he's done and you flash back to earlier things and it seems a little out of character you know and as he gets older maybe he'll become more and more like Vesemir you know Right. Kind of like old, old the old man look at my life, Neil Diamond, or not Neil Diamond, Neil Young kind of thing, you know. Um, it's like I'm a lot like you were, you know what I mean? But anyway, yeah, um, sorry for the long rant. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, yeah, do you want to just continue with the story then? Or? Yeah, keep on going. Uh, so, Feel uh, free. Yeah, the next thing was uh, what happened. Uh, he, they... The Witcher, which actually it turns out to be like the head of the Wolf, was it the Wolf Clan? I don't know. I can't remember what they call it. I, I want to say it was the Wolf Clan. Yeah, the Wolf something, Brotherhood of the Wolf, maybe. I don't. Uh, but he's the leader of them, and he kind of like plants the seed that you know he can have a better life. But he doesn't really. He doesn't beg or anything like that. He kind of just is like, eh, if you do, you do. If you don't, you don't. After like he saves the lady of the house and then um, which i will stop you there in that uh this is very much the witcher in that the lady of the house uh just shows on full-on you know boob and everything even though it's a cartoon it's just like with when dealing with the witcher you're gonna see lots of tna that's just part of it so continue yeah so and then um uh Vesemir sees that, you know, he gets a lot of money just to save him. And uh, I can't, what's the, I can't remember the guy's name. I'll look it up while we're talking here. Uh, and it doesn't really matter. But yeah, he like tosses him a gold coin yeah, and, and says, uh, yeah, that's your part for helping. And like all, all he really did was like, you know, standard servant shit, help uh, get water or something. I can't remember. Just whatever it was but yeah gets paid like more money than he's basically ever seen and he takes it upon himself to like you know I, i'm gonna go find this guy and uh, treks off after him even though he basically has uh 
no no means, you know, being a kid. Right, the guy's name is Deglin. Okay. So he's a real hard A. Yeah, he's kind of. Uh, you, you can see like there's something not quite right with him. The way he yeah, like he kind of seems like the villain, but he's not really a villain. I don't. Know, he just is. More, he's more like a chaotic neutral, maybe I'd say. Yeah, he's he's like very hardened from having been a witcher and having to do the things he's had to do, both in the raising of other witchers um, and just his everyday job. You know, he's done, obviously, all witchers have just incredibly terrible things. And we learn uh, some of the trials that are thrust upon these kids to become a witcher are horrific, right? Um, and we see that in the next few scenes when he does eventually reach, you know, uh, Caramoran or whatever it's called, the castle that these witchers are at. You know, does he almost make it and they find him? I can't remember, but he gets there, long story short, right? And uh, he gets put in the barracks, no special, you know, anything for him just because they happen to have met earlier. And then throughout these trials, you learn very quickly that uh, it's kind of trial by fire. Um, they thrust them into these situations against these monsters in a bog, and half of them just die, like, immediately, right? They're all given the necklace that tells them when bad guys are coming, but it doesn't do fuck else other than that, you know? So It's not really it, it, something they, like, they tell you when you first start. It's kind of like you're already in there, and you're like, yeah, you got to survive, basically. And, like, everyone, like, and I think this is, like, a change from uh, from the like this iteration of witchers compared to the way Vesemir does it where um he I don't think he just he, he's they don't give a crap who if they live or die if they live great but if they die oh well there's like not a lot of thought into it you know yeah it's almost like at this point in the making of witchers they haven't been completely outcast or something because they had a lot of kids trying to become witchers um, and, you know, if 75% of them or more die, they didn't care. But then if you fast forward to like Witcher three times or, you know, Geralt's generation or whatever, um, they didn't have nearly the pool of kids, I guess, that they had at one point because witchers are seen as like a bad thing more than good. And so I guess they covet whatever few they might, uh, get. Explain why that was in this movie, because you don't really understand what why there is such hatred for uh witchers like they don't really ever ex maybe they do in the game but it's not really uh made that big of a like a deal to you I, it's it's just you know it's in in the game if i remember right it was just because like they are so akin to monsters themselves you know right where in that, this, uh, this movie it's uh they were they're part of the reason why there's so many these hybrid monsters it's the witchers you know, making them so they can have, them. yeah. So that was kind of, that was like the other major point they kind of, um, they made in this movie is that the reason that there are so many bad monsters out there is because the witchers are part of the creation of them. Yeah. That's part of the problem. At least this sect was because, uh, they were running out of work. They were killing all the monsters and no monsters, no need for witchers. You know, if there's no fear of these monsters, then no one's going to hire a witcher to uh you know to take care of it and then they, these guys these almost immortal beings 
would be uh, out of work, have no, uh, you know, they'd have to be normal schlubs, you know, go work in the fields or some shit. Uh, or just more likely they would just, you know, join armies and fight against men. But I guess uh, Drac, whatever you said, the, the uh, chaotic neutral guy's name was, uh, didn't see it that way. Deglin, yeah. He didn't see it that way, so he just started uh, creating his own monsters. Yep. Um, because, well, I guess we'll keep going with the story, because uh, it cuts to, like, after the trials, it cuts to Bessemir as a, it looks as if he's a young adult, but really is in his 80s, right? Right. And he's living that Witcher life, you know, where he's going through towns and they show like a lot of scenes of him like you know killing monsters and all these other things um yeah, he's a badass yeah and he's really he's probably he's basically i think the best witcher right uh, yeah that's the implication is that he's like the top dog because when he interacts with the other witchers when he comes back to the castle you know he was actually getting work and some of these other guys weren't right. effectively he's back, right he's bringing back the money like he's yeah He's the one that, like, he like, you know, he's taking baths and he's like, you know, uh, eating all the foods. Like, you know, that's where they first. Uh, I think they first show him, you know, before they do like a back uh, uh, flashback. Uh, he looks at that cake or whatever, and then that that's where it cuts to him as a kid, and then it goes through that, and then it comes back to that, right? Right, right. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So then, I guess the he he gets a job to. Uh, what's the job he has to do? Do you remember? Like, there's some chick that's good at illusions or something. Isn't that what it was? Like, he goes to investigate that, and there's like a. Am I mixing? The, if I'm mixing this up with something else, forgive me. But wasn't there like a giant illusion that was covering up basically what was uh, like a a gorge, like a big Grand Canyon looking thing? And he teams up with this local uh, witch, I guess, or sorceress that was going was trying to uh, kill witchers and indeed does kill one of his friends, right? Uh, but then like it turns out this chick that he was friends with as a kid is like married someone important and he died. So now she has a voice on this local County seat, like council basically. And she recognizes him and argues for him and says, maybe um, he should go check out what's going on with uh, these kids or whatever. Him and his buddy get arrested for being witchers, I guess. Right. Basically. And they kill his friend. Um, which sucks, but so he gets, he has to uh, obvious, like there's like some kind of, yeah, some kind of bad monster or something he has to go hunt. Right. And he teams up with the sorceress because they want someone to go with him and together they, uh, figure out that this, it's this illusion, um, creature that's like much stronger than what it should be because it's like half human or something bullshit i can't quite remember it's half half elf half human or something like that yeah and he at some point he meets up with an elf that says that their children are being stolen 
And um, that's what where this abomination ultimately comes from. You learn is that the Witchers, you know, his mentor, is making these monsters out of anything you can find, elves or whatever will actually live. And um, yeah, she this a female thing. It's like a half harpy, half half elf thing uh, as far as I can tell it is a very weird looking creature um, steals a bunch of elf children and is trying to make more of itself right yeah, and that. That, and sh- the sorceress and uh, uh, Vladimir v- v- Vormir or whatever show up and uh, defeat it and they find an elf child who uh, he turns over to the elves. Um, the elf, doesn't the elf like the thing that can make illusions and turn into a bunch of different things? That that, per- like, that girl gets away, right? Uh, yeah, it, she does. Um, let, they let her go or it gets away. I can't remember which, but it does come back later in that uh, it, it turns out it was actually working with uh, the, the sorcerer. Because really, the witchers were doing what they thought they were doing, so it almost, yeah. they brought it on themselves because they were making these monsters. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's not like as far as witcher story goes, like it all makes sense and it's well written stuff. But it was just kind of like, eh, you know, it felt like a sophomore effort. Like it's I, more like two I don't know. In one where it's like telling a Vesemir like origin story and also how. Um, he became the last witcher of, you know, the wolf clan. So, yeah, uh, they kind of try to combine. I mean, I thought it was a pretty decent movie. Uh, it's better, you know, yeah, it was. for a, for a video game movie, it's good. Um, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it gives you some more background information you don't really get in the game or, uh, the books or whatever else. Uh, and I think they're wanting to give you some background of Vesemir cause he's going to be in the season two of the Netflix show. Sure. Yeah. But what ultimately ends up happening, though, is uh, the sorceress goes back. She and uh, Vormir are not on good terms. She wants all the witchers eradicated, and he uh, obviously would like that not to happen. And But they like have that begrudging uh, alliance to try and get this creature, which they don't manage to do. But then um, she, like, the sorcerer like that against him, and so then they. Um, I think that older lady like lets Vesemir go or gets him for set free or something, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, she she's instrumental, and so they have some time to prepare. And um, this is the girl from the beginning of the of the movie. And she's like an old woman, and they kind of like reconnect a little bit. It's kind of awkward. They make out or something, right? He's like, yeah, I'm 72. She's like, oh, I'm a 70-year-old lady now or 80 or whatever. And he's like, I am too. And then they like kiss and stuff. I'm like, come on, man, really? But, you know, she's a good-looking lady for being 80 or whatever. So, yeah, you know, whatever. He's but all his feelings at that point because he's probably realizing there's not going to be any other people that really know him after this. You know, for, yeah, yeah, because I mean, everyone that knew him, you know, in the beginning anyway, uh, when he was an actual kid, except for other witchers, are all you know aging out. They're all dying. But yeah, he uh, he makes it back to the castle and he tells them all to prepare 
because the sorcerers is, are in their witches or whatever they call them are they're coming and uh, they end up bringing with them the monsters they have like this alliance with the damn monsters including this illusion thing so there's this big battle at the castle which is pretty epic uh you know and uh really it's really good fight scene yeah, a lot, lot of good animation, a long, prolonged fight scene, which, you know, we're not going to break down point by point or anything. But it comes down to, like, him versus the sorceress, and you think all is lost, but then he gets saved by his uh, one-time mentor slash, you know, the reason this is all happening in the first place, um, Drogmare, whatever you keep saying his name is. Um and yeah, they you know killed the sorceress, and uh, but his longtime female companion chick, she's also uh, been mortally wounded, and he takes her to the lake, um, and she remarks on how pretty it is and stuff, and then dies while he's holding her, kind of thing. But um, she also, I failed to mention, my God, she's in the castle during this whole battle. She, the older lady, takes some kids that are like witcher wannabes and um, hides them. And one of them knows a way out uh, through like something and they crawl out and manage to get themselves free. But she, she doubles back for some reason or didn't, wasn't able to fit through the hole. I can't remember which she comes back for him. I I think, yeah, I think she comes back to try and help him ends up dying because of it. But uh, the kids get away, and he meets up with them. And, of course, uh, the one that was the rat scallion that, like, knew the way out and stuff ends up being Geralt. Um, yeah, or Geralt. And the other ones are the other uh, witchers that she fed uh, from, the, from the game, too. Like, I noticed, right. I noticed her names. I can't remember their names right now, but... Yeah, me either, but that was the implication was these were the, you know, five or six that you meet of the Wolf Brotherhood uh, in the games. These are, you know, the the guys and the last of their clan or whatever, and he takes them back and trains them and whatnot. And, yeah, that's that's about that. I don't think we really missed anything. Uh, it's got good animation. It's voiced uh, relatively well. Um, there were some voices I remember that I thought could have been done better. I don't remember exactly which ones right now. Like, I think the sorceress felt a little flat at places, and there was a few others that felt like they weren't professional actors, so I don't know, you know, if they were just on a budget due to animation or whatever, but overall it was pretty good. You know, it was like... Voice actors are uh, some actual movie star, or like, not movie stars, but they've been in movies, so I think... Sometimes when they do that, like the there's a lot of stuff that like gets lost in translation because they're not there might be good regular actors, but voice acting is a little different. It is. So like the main guy, like Vesemir is played by this guy named Theo James, and he's like best known for being in the Divergent series. No idea. And then uh, let's see, the other one that I know. That the get Delgan guy was one of the guys in the Hobbit movies. He's a guy in a Hobbit show in the movie, and then he plays Dracula in the Netflix shit series. Okay. In the Castlevania, I think. Oh um, well, there is a Netflix series that's just like called Dracula too that my wife made me watch that 
was really, really good for like two or three episodes, and then it turned to absolute trash. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple, like, actual uh, regular actors, so... Um, right on. Jennifer Hale is the young girl, so she was, like, the, the main character in Mass Effect. Oh, uh, okay. The woman, you know, the, the woman version of uh, Shepard. Yeah, yeah, Fem Shep. Yeah, I I liked Fem Shep better than I did Male Shep, but I'm, I think I'm in the minority on that. I, but yeah, they both did great jobs. I just liked her, her performance better. So a lot of people like Fem Shep. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I I couldn't get into those games like I did uh, The Witcher. Maybe it's because I just tried to play them so far after the fact. Because I I didn't try and play Mass Effect till like maybe three four years ago, and I started with the first one and just it did not grab me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so. it was good for its time. I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that uh, modern day gaming is a lot better. But uh, I know when I first, when I when I played it, you know, when it first came out, I loved it. It was kind of like yeah, a, that's what everyone says. It was kind of like a different uh, take on Star Wars to me. You know what I mean? So or Star Trek, <sighs> Star Trek, I should say. And I'm a bit. It's a weird phenomenon too, though. That like, if I go back and play a 360 game, it seems like too old and outdated a lot of the time, but I can go all the way back and play like a Super Nintendo game or a PlayStation 1 game that I haven't played and it feel fine to me. So I don't, I don't know what the dichotomy is there. It's same with movies too. It's a weird thing where like I can watch a movie that was made in the 1930s and it look fine to me, but if I watch something made in the 60s or 70s, it looks like shit. You know, I don't know, like, well, Maltese Falcon great. looks fine, you know, the the original Wizard of Oz looks fine, you know, things like that, but then you go into, like, Barbarella or, you know, <laughs> something yeah. like that, and it's just like, this is just garbage. Maybe so, the video one is more nostalgia for Super Nintendo, so... I mean, yeah, it could be. Plus, uh, the uh, graphics of the Super Nintendo, those kind of, like, uh, 16-bit thing, like, kind of cartoony type graphics hold up way longer and better than you know the oh, block, yeah. block sure. animation of PlayStation 1 cuz i mean to me i think PlayStation 1 stuff's kind of crap now like if you look at Final Fantasy 7 like those graphics suck. oh yeah it's it's trash yeah. and yet i could play Final Fantasy 7 before i could play Mass Effect i think um, or if there was another game that was akin to Final Fantasy 7 that was also like very polygonal um, but was, you know, the same type of gameplay, I think I would rather play that than I would trying to get into, say, Mass Effect or something of that nature. I don't know what it is with that era, that specific era, like the PlayStation 3 era, yeah. you know, of uh, games. They they look good. They almost look as good as games do now. Like the better ones are, you know, they hold up really well. Uh, it's just like the controls on everything feel so stiff, and then like yeah. the um, the voice acting a lot of the time is a lot worse, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, certainly with Mass Effect, the voice acting was stellar. It was the gameplay that really killed me. Uh, I just could not get into any of the like the battles and stuff on that were so goddamn stiff and felt weird. I just did not want to play them. But uh, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about this particular film. It, it's pretty good, like, as far as, uh, video game adaptions, this is very close to the top. Um, 
you know, I don't think it's the best thing we've done, but it's like top two or three. So, you know, definitely see it, especially if you're a Witcher fan. This is really great. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, uh, I don't have any idea as per what we might be doing next. I uh, didn't really give it any thought. I think this was your pick, so I'm supposed to have one, right? Yep, you're the next pick, so whatever. Ah, oh, man. Uh, just off the top of my head, and I've, I've never seen it, and um, I know it's bad, So, and I'm hoping we can find it. Let's let's shoot for Alone in the Dark. <laughs> Alone in um, the Dark is a movie? Yeah, it's a movie starring, I believe, Tara Reid and Christian Slater. Oh, <laughs> And it's based uh, loosely on a computer series that also made it to the, uh, I believe, the Dreamcast, the uh, Saturn, and the PlayStation. And I think there was subsequent like remakes on the PS2 and uh, Xbox era. Um, that is like a really popular uh, survival horror series that predates Resident Evil. Um, and yeah, this is loosely based on that. Wow, 2005. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's right in the pocket. This is prime Tara Reid, um, right before she turned into a complete, just sad mess of a person. And uh, one of my favorite actors, quite honestly, uh, Christian Slater. I think he's fantastic. Um, but this was like during that era where he was just saying yes to anything. So <laughs> yeah, I I think he gets like a half star on. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I looked up its rating, so I'm looking forward. I think it was on Tubi. If it's not, I'll figure out a way to watch it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, yeah. See, you always pick good shit, so I feel obligated to pick stuff that is really bad. <laughs> oh, guess who the director is? I have no idea. This is how you know it's a terrible movie. Uwe Bowl, director. Louis Bowl. It's U W E B O L L. He write, He basically makes all the shittiest movies. Oh, oh yeah, you know when you said it's like, yeah, it sparks like someone said something on another podcast about him, but I literally know nothing about him. So, yeah. so good. Yeah, he makes bad movies. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully, it's as bad as uh, I envisioned. There's a Alone in the Dark too, as well. So yeah, that. Oh well, we'll do that. Maybe you'll pick that next. I definitely won't. <laughs> uh, well, then I'll pick it after this. Maybe. Probably, I doubt it. I'll probably pick Detective Pikachu. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. I've, I've been wanting to watch that anyway. But like I said, you seem to pick all the good ones, and I'll just keep picking the bad ones because uh, yeah, I man. think they're equally as valid. Anyway. Uh, if you've been listening this long, you probably already know. But, um, yeah, you've got a show called the RPG Show that uh, has been going on for, gosh, probably six years at this point. That's crazy to think about. Like, yeah, right? I think they started in 2014 or 15. Maybe end of 14. I know for sure 15 because that's when I started. Right, yeah. I, I know I caught them when they, I think they had three episodes out is when... Uh, when I first found them and, uh, you know, I sent a message to, uh, Brent at the time and, and, uh, we've been friends ever since, you know, uh, your show and, and mine, well, you weren't part of the show back then, but, uh, yeah. So check out the RPG show. If you like RPGs, um, they do reviews on, uh, various RPGs, uh, most recently, 
you guys, gosh, I can't remember the name of the game. Um, natural Doctrine. But it was Natural Doctrine, that's right. It was really good, and it actually made me want to try the game. It sounded like something that might be up my alley. Um, and then uh, upcoming, you're going to be doing um, uh, Disco Elysium, uh, which I was going to try and be a part of, and I still may like duck in for a minute, but I just hadn't had time and hadn't been feeling video games lately at all. Yeah. Been really hard for me to yeah, I just I have these ups and downs and like playing games is just not where I'm at right now, although I'm starting to ease back into them. I've been playing some Final Fantasy um seven remake for my show, which is Is It Worth It? which is part of the retro RPG podcast. Um I'm like a podcast within a podcast, if you will. So check that out. And yeah, uh, you know, you can write Kujo or me um, Facebook pages and various things I think you, you're at therpgshow.com and you can find me at retrorpg.net I think yeah, um, yeah, yeah. all the usual stuff and uh, so you can just message us on Facebook if you want um, I I haven't had any messages yet but uh, I, I've been checking um, someone has been starting to listen at least on um Spotify. Uh, oh yeah. We got some people at least listening to this show. Oh, nice. So, like for the longest time we've been kind of dead on there, but finally people are starting to listen to this one on there. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So check out those other shows if you're a new listener, and uh, yeah, you can you know find us if you type in any number of things if you type in the rpg show or the rpg i mean you're we're all over the damn place I, I hate saying the same things over and over again and honestly i don't even check my email anymore i used to say hey check me out at sin and belmont at whatever and i think clayton like I, I logged in after like a year and a half or something <laughs> clayton had written me a couple and i felt bad because i didn't respond i just it got to where you know no one was emailing me if someone wanted to contact me they would usually just contact me on facebook uh, you know, on one of the pages there. So, on Facebook yeah, this... or jump into our Discord because we both share the Discord, and that's where you're going to yeah, get yeah. most responses. And we will talk to you in real time there, and um, that's that's where all the magic happens, or what we want it. To yeah, happen. exactly. <laughs> and and we're there. Someone is almost always there, twenty four seven. Yeah, sometimes like we won't talk a whole lot for a day or two and then like there'll be a whole lot of talking and you'll like get on your phone you'll be like what 172 missed you know whatever and you're like fuck yeah. so then you gotta scroll through and read all that crap but um no it's, it's a lot of fun the the people that are in the discord the majority of have been there a very long time um yeah and you can get links to that on uh, your page at the rpg show uh dot com i, I believe you, be sure you put the uh, otherwise you'll end up at a wig place um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I guess I hope the next one's a good one. Is that how we end this thing? Yeah, uh, but it won't be since I... It won't be, no, it's going to be terrible. Like, I, I've heard that this is legendarily bad, so I'm looking forward to well, it. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I like to watch bad ones, too, so don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, so I'll, I'll get to... Hopefully it's still on Tubi for free, because if I have to pay even $3 to watch this film, I'm going to be kind of angry at myself. <laughs> but you know it's it's whatever I can, I, I can watch literally anything with Christian Slater in it so hopefully that'll get me through 
and you know Tara Reed, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Take care.